We're continuing Mishnah Yomit for Erev Shabbat, 48th day of the Omer. Bezrat Hashem, I hope to also post the Mishnayot in advance for Shabbat and for the first day of Shavuot. Bezrat Hashem, we are in the 8th parak of Shvit, Klal Gadol, at Mishnah Hay. This is a continuation of yesterday's Mishnah about doing business or paying or exchanging Perot Shvit for goods or services. So Mishnah Hay reads, Ein Neutnin. We don't give Perot Shvit, lo levayar, not to the well digger. Vayar is like Lashon Bor, like a, bore, a, a hole, a well for water. Lo levalan, not for the bathhouse guy to take a bath. Lo sapar, not to the barber. Lo sapan, and not to the Boatman from Lashon Svina, who you know gives a ride over the river, right, so tolls are nothing new. Aval noten who levayer lishtait. You could give it to the well digger. He already dug the well and he's got water available. You should get your trading peyrosh feet for water, and water is also drank, and so uh, you're good to go. Lechulan and to all of them who noten matnatchinam. You could give a free gift. So if these guys are giving as a gift their services, you could also give them as a gift peyrot shvit, as we mentioned yesterday, by the bakery. Te'enim shel shvit, mishnevav, te'enim shel shvit, figs of the seventh year, ein kotsin otan b'muksa. There's a machlag is what this means. The Bartanura explains that the muksa here is the knife that's made for harvesting figs. So really it means you don't cut them off the fig tree with this fig knife. Uh, the mukse of Volkotse Atam Bekharba, but you could cut them off with a kharba, is usually translated like a like a sword, like Herif Pifyais, a sword, or a big knife. The Rambam understands differently, not like the Bartanura, he says, Ein you don't put them away to dry in the normal place, which was called a muksa. Now this word sounds very familiar from Shabbos. Because muksa on Shabbos is something we don't handle or utilize on Shabbos. It's put away, set aside. Muksa literally is set aside, and that's what they would do to their figs. They cut their figs and set them aside to dry. They cut them off the tree, make a little hole so they can dry out more easily, and they put them up on the roof or out of way, somewhere sunny, so they're going to dry off. And during the drying process, they're inedible. Figs could be eaten when they're fresh and they're ripe and they're fresh off the tree, or you could set them out to dry in the muksa, that was the name of the place also, where they were set aside to dry. But during the drying process, they're really not edible. They're kind of, you know, in, in between. And when they're done drying, now they're dried figs, and they're good to go again. So the Rambam understands you don't put them in the normal place, the muksa, the set-aside place for figs. In like a, a ruin, a dilapidated area, like a not the normal area to put your figs. So you don't do it in a nor you don't process them in a normal way in Shvit. Mission continues, and we don't trample grapes in the gut, the normal wine press of Odorachuba but you could squish them in a large kneading bowl. So Shinui. So you're not so you're not doing it in like a commercial business you know, uh, large volume, Costco kind of volume thing. We don't process olives in the bad, the olive press, with the heavy beam that squishes the kishkas out of the olives. 
but you could crush them and then put them in a bodida. A bodida is like a mini bod. So bod and bodida, it's like the mini press. Rabbi Shimon Omer Aftorichin, who beveit bod, you could grind them normally in the beit habad. That's not beit chabad. This is the press area where they're grinding. And then you put them in your mini press at home, because again, you're not you're not doing commercial volume of olive pressing here. You're doing it for your own use. And so, therefore, you're doing it a small volume, not a commercial volume, so it's mutter. Shkoyach, Rabbi, say good Shabbos.